Hello, Julian Charles here of TheMindRenewed.com, coming to you, as usual, from the depths of the Lancashire countryside here in the UK. And uh, just before we start here, I'm going to say we've got that builder outside doing the pointing on the gable end of the house, so there could be some noise at times, so I apologise to my guest and to all you listeners out there. Apologies for that again. Today, I am delighted to welcome to the program Sophia Rose, otherwise known as Fifi, who is the founder of A Stand in the Park UK, which is a movement which is not necessarily all that easy to describe very briefly. So what I'm going to do is just to read a few sentences from one of their press releases. So, quote, A Stand in the Park unites people in parks all over the world every Sunday morning, 10 to 11 a.m. local time. We stand in the park to celebrate freedom, diversity and fairness for all. Brady Gunn started a stand in the park in Hyde Park, Sydney, Australia. Brady made a stand, alone at first, for his personal truth. In Brady's early Facebook videos, he talked about making a stand for freedom for our elderly, our children, our jobs and small businesses against lockdowns, harmful new laws and quote-unquote pandemic and the people behind the Great Reset. At the beginning of 2021, he reconnected with his UK-based friend Fifi Rose, who worked tirelessly to spread these stands to every corner of the British Isles. Since then, the concept has well and truly caught fire, and they're now around, well, no doubt Fifi's about to correct me, but I shall say for the moment, they're around 700 parks in the UK and 1,000 worldwide participating every Sunday morning in umpteen countries around the globe. Fifi, welcome to TMR, good to be speaking to you, and do you need to correct me on those figures already? Um, I would like to be able to, but I have to do a recount, actually. Um, It was (laughs) 700 at the last one, but it's become so huge that doing a recount takes quite a lot of time. And as you can imagine, I'm constantly losing my place and having to go back. But yeah, we're kind of around the 700 mark. Um, I'm not sure we've hit 800 yet, but um, it's approximate for the UK. So you're not far off. Okay, good. Well, thank you ever so much for agreeing to come on. I know you are extremely busy, which is why I'm pushing ahead with this now. Uh, We've got about half an hour to speak. And, uh, you know, I often say it about guests, so I know it's particularly true of you because you are involved in organising so much, which we'll probably talk about in a few minutes. Um, So thanks again for this time to chat. So um, I'm really excited by this idea. I've taken part in three stands already, and I intend to continue doing that. But let's get a clearer idea of what a stand in the park actually is i've said so much but let's get a bit more detail what is a stand in the park it's a good question really um Ah. but it's kind of they're they're multi-level um i think they work on all different levels so it's probably easiest to explain why i started this how i got involved so what they meant for me Hmm. so initially when i began in february we were you know in the midst of complete lockdown and it was um illegal i'm saying that in inverted commas to be gathering in any kind of number and we were supposed to only be actually outside in the parks or whatever for our one hour exercise Hmm. so um for me it was very much about you know the stands were about making a physical stand and saying no i will not comply with this and actually just being there and and not wandering around but actually making that physical stand and you know the other one was obviously just meeting like-minded people the social isolation at that point was really quite extreme um 
you know, we were starting to hear about the suicides, you know, the terrible impact of the lockdowns and the restrictions. Mm. Yeah, the stands are um, predominantly, it's bringing, my my whole ethos is it's bringing people together in the physical um, because we need to be meeting (laughs) physically. Um, It's all very well having things online and so on, but it's not, the same at all and also you know they could pull the plug on that at any moment um mm. so that's kind of what the stands are it's the meeting point we're making the stands when the restrictions are heavy we are kind of standing our ground um drawing that line mm. in the sand and saying no mm. um but then obviously so much springs from that yeah. you know we're building community really um mm. We're getting together to discuss things, to maybe get out there and, and start doing other things. There are all kinds of actions that people are involved in. The stats really are whatever people need them to sure. be. They, yeah. Sure. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, I've already experienced some of that myself. I said that I've taken part in three stands in the same place, um, not just three weeks following you know, yeah, a holiday sure. in between and that sort of thing. And that's fine. You know, you can just turn up when it's convenient to you. Yeah, absolutely. We're almost there. But I've already experienced some sense of community. It's amazing. You know, there's that sense of freedom that you can talk about issues which in normal day it's very difficult to broach. Um, But, you know, I've had conversations with people about subjects as diverse, of course, you know, COVID restrictions, etc. But also 9-11, you know. (laughs) That's amazing just to be able to talk about that and not be considered crazy for doing so yes. but the actual genuine sharing of ideas and people shaking hands and there's there are people embracing you and remembering your name and vice versa and, and it's remarkable even the first time I felt that sense of friendliness I think it comes out of that general sense of relief yeah. that you know here are normal people we can actually talk with and, yeah. and, and share time with fantastic yeah absolutely it's freedom mm. in every sense of the word so people are free to just be themselves you know we're, we're not all going to be on the same page with everything mm. you know but that's part of it as well you're learning things yes. and um yeah, it's a very welcoming space. People do feel relieved and you are free to have your opinion on anything. Yes, that's what I think that's what that means when it says, you know, standing in your personal truth, doesn't it? Yeah. It I mean, I, some people listening to this might think, oh, dear, that's some sort of uh, relativistic thing where nobody believes in any truth. But it, no. I certainly haven't picked up on that. What I've picked up on is people, OK, having, mm-hmm. you know, deep seated beliefs that are different. Mm-hmm. But sure. those deep-seated differences, for example, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian believer and there are other people who are more new agey and that sort of thing. But actually that hasn't mattered yeah. because we've said, oh, yeah, OK, we have these differences, but we're all standing for freedom and justice, human rights. And that's what we're standing there for. And that transcends these differences. It I, does. I presume that's what yes. what's meant by in your personal truth. It is, it is, because obviously it is a very individual thing. People are standing for different reasons, maybe. There are things going on that some people have been more affected by one aspect of this than another, and so that's more in in the forefront of their mind. But yeah, at the end of the day, we have got that common purpose, and so any other differences in opinion or or belief really doesn't matter, and, and you are seeing that, yeah. Now, there are a number of really interesting things about this, I think almost philosophically, actually, because, um, you know, this is not strictly speaking a protest. I think it says on the website somewhere that it's not a protest. It is a stand. Now, I think a lot of people might think, well, what's the difference there? I mean, can you can you frame for us? Why is that different from a protest? 
Well, really, making the stand is a very, I'm not going to go all woo-woo, but, um, you know, it is an energetic thing and it's very personal. Mm. So with protests, obviously, you're all coming together. It's very much a collective thing, Mm. which the stands are too, but you're standing for your personal truth. Mm. You know, the thing is, Brady, when he started this, he stood on his own for three months. You know, so, yeah, <laughs> nobody came. He thought he was yeah, going insane yeah. for a while, but he didn't give up. You know, his power of his belief was, no, I'm making my stand. Even if I look crazy, this is what I need to do. So I've always encouraged that. Um, it's very social, of course it is, but a stand in the park is not about having a cup of tea in the park and that's it. Mm. You go home. Mm. It is very much you're standing and you're refusing to move essentially Mm. because of your beliefs and like I say at the moment it probably doesn't feel quite so relevant because we're not in the midst of a lockdown we're not being told we can't be there which we were Mm. you know we had a lot of police presence people telling us you know we need to move on and it's a very confronting thing for a lot of people but when they actually choose to just stand in their power It's very empowering for them and they change, you know, the way they're interacting. They just feel, you know, strengthened. Mm. So that's, it's a bit subtle. It's quite difficult to really articulate. It is, it is. And I've been thinking about this at some length and it is, I agree with you. It is tricky to, that's a very good way of putting it, to articulate it. Um, But I do think it is very powerful. Mm. The way in which it's not a protest Let's just burrow into that a little bit. One of the things about protests, which I I think protests are important. Of course they are. Yeah. And very effective. But they have certain limitations. One limitation, of course, is they take place in a city or something. Maybe you can't get to that city. I've wanted to take part in some of these things. I just, you know, I can't get there. I can't get information about where they are and when they are either. Um, It's very tricky to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, you've got the fact that you're... If you're protesting in a city, who sees you? The people in the city see you. Mm-hmm. The media is likely not even to cover it. So mm-hmm. I mean, how much exposure does this get? Another thing is you know, perhaps people will have placards or they'll be saying things. And yeah. One of the things about that, although that's powerful, mm. you have the problem that there's an othering process happening there. If somebody has a, yes. a placard that says, I don't know, no to the vaccine, mm. other people might be misinterpreting that. Mm. And they might think, oh, well, I don't want to be like them you know yes but if you're just standing Mm -hmm. in the park yeah you're not giving an overt message like that everybody knows where it's taking place they know when it's taking place and there's the sense Mm -hmm. of oh those people are just like me they're my next door neighbor or Mm -hmm. i know them from the the neighboring town so it cuts across that whole othering process that we're propagandized with all the time it does Um, so i think there's a huge power Mm -hmm. to this yeah. yeah there is and it is mm. um when you explain it like that um you can see that clearly we're not protesting we don't have you know i've never had any kind of ideology or dogma attached to any of this it literally is as simple as it sounds mm. it literally is let's get everyone together who can see this is completely wrong yeah they want their freedom you know very basic kinds of mm. stuff really the premise everybody's welcome you do not have to have a specific belief set or opinion or agree with this or that to be welcome 
it literally is just people coming together yeah we are creating that sense of community and it is um we've got each other's backs you know we're really up against it here yes. so um it's bringing humanity together really yes and you said earlier that okay it doesn't seem maybe doesn't seem quite so relevant now because we're not in the middle of so many restrictions but we don't know what's happening in the future <laughs> a lot of these restrictions yeah. could come back and even if covid19 drifts off mm-hmm. the threat of authoritarianism the threat of the mm-hmm. technocratic elite wanting to digitize yeah. us all etc that's mm-hmm. all still there isn't it and so absolutely yeah so yeah. the idea of creating the beginnings of these communities in this way i think again mm-hmm. is a crucial thing for us to get in involved with if we can um, I must ask you about the color yellow because uh, initially I thought well, that's a daft idea um, but um, again the more I've thought about this the more I've thought about just the simplicity of people wearing the, the color yellow the more powerful I think that is I'll give you the first chance to talk about it but I'll show you my ideas in a second go on why yellow why yellow sure well I have to say, Brady had already (laughs) chosen yellow, so I, you know, I had nothing to do with that. But to be honest, there wasn't, um, you know, it's just a very bright, vibrant colour. There's no kind of esoteric agenda. You know, people get very into, oh my goodness, that colour means this, (laughs) that one means, you know, there isn't one colour that you could use that wouldn't have connotations linked to it. True. As far as I know, Brady's idea was just this very attention grabbing you know people can recognize you can see yellow a mile off um Mm. and it has already you know we had the um yellow vests in france you know Mm. there is already a kind of link to the freedom movement um but for me the color yellow because i'm you know quite into eastern philosophy and things like that so in the chakra system the color yellow is associated with the solar plexus which uh-huh. is the energy center, you know, throughout the body. And that's all about personal power and uh-huh. projecting yourself into the world. And so it just seemed quite synchronistic to me. <laughs> ah, so that has a relevance for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, actually, the, I have to say, the only association I thought mm. personally with yellow was, of course, the yellow vest that you've already mentioned. Mm. But, you know, I thinking about it further, I thought, Obviously, the most important thing about yellow is that you can find the group. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. It's very but, practical. <laughs> yes, it is. Because the first time I went, there was only one person wearing any yellow, one lady with a yellow baseball cap on. And so because of that, I thought well, they, they were there standing there with dogs. I thought, well, this is a dog walking organization here. So I thought, oh, well, obviously the stand in the park has given up. They've all decided to abandon it. Um, so I went off into the neighbouring park and walked around thought, were they there? They're not there. And I went back to the same park. I sat down on a bench, was drinking some water. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go home in 10 minutes, you know. Mm. And then somebody approached me from this group of people yeah. and they said to me, are you looking for something? <laughs> I said, uh, a stand in the park? He said, you found us. <laughs> but, the, you know, the interesting thing was, if only more of them had been yeah. wearing yellow, I'd have found them straight away. Um, so I think that's important from that point of view. Mm. But thinking about it further, isn't it also important that can I call it the movement no the stand is identifiable as the stand so that if it's going on in the next town people say oh Mm -hmm. well that's also going on in the park over there and it's going on in the park over there and something we don't know what but something's going on would actually presumably draw people Mm -hmm. to say excuse me can you tell me what's going on here Otherwise, you know, how do you grow? How do you attract? Because exactly. another thing I've thought is, isn't it a bit like a magnet? Because, mm-hmm. you know, with a protest, there's also the assumption, there can be the assumption that, you know, we're the people who understand the problems. 
And those people out there, the normies, as the phrase goes, Mm. they don't get it Mm. yet. Or the sheeple, they don't get it. I don't think the world is actually quite like that. There's actually an awful lot of people out there who share similar concerns, but they're so heavily socially engineered, so heavily propagandized, they don't open their mouths to talk about it. They don't know who to talk about it. But if they find there's a group there, some of whom might even be friends or neighbors, they think, well, they're not crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, let's find out. And then that might even be a magnet drawing people to actually open up and talk about these things. So I think you can see why I'm enthusiastic about it. Um, There are some amazing things about this. Um, Go on, you started this in the UK. Um, Did you just stand in the park on your own like Brady did for months on end? Well, luckily for me, I mean, I was absolutely prepared to do that. Mm. And I thought I probably would have to do that, to be honest. (laughs) For the first one, I got things out there on Facebook and, and told people what I was doing. And I think I was expecting there to be myself, my sister, one of my sisters and a friend. You know, I thought, great, at least we've got three you know, I'm not having to do this on my own. But actually, yeah. we had 28 people on the very first stand. Wow. Really not expecting at all. Um, and I've noticed, like, so many people who have started stands since, their initial, um, they were a bit hesitant because they said, oh, no one's awake where I live. <laughs> Nobody will come, you know. And it's exactly what I was thinking mm. about where I am, you know, very kind of middle England and conformist. But, um we're everywhere, you know, no matter in w- yes. whatever numbers, you know, it might be few, it might be quite a substantial amount. There's nowhere really on the British Isles where there are not people who are awake to this and, mm. yeah, prepared to, to stand up. Mm. And the modern society, and I will now say the, the technocratic society, wants to atomize us, doesn't it? It's very clear, wants to separate. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, this COVID-19 thing has brought this out in spades. We've been shut in our own, own houses, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, people yeah. are isolated terribly. And that really is the continuation, I think, of a trend that's been going on, mm. you know, in the 20th century, and it's reached its yeah. zenith. Yes. Um, and all this is pushing in exactly the opposite way. And it's something that we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, how important it is mm-hmm. to actually anticipate that there are going to be pressures in future, even if the COVID-19 thing goes away, which I don't, I don't think either of us believes it is going to no. go away anytime, anytime <laughs> soon. Um, are we going to get slapped on with more of these uh, lockdowns mm. coming in the winter? We need to be prepared for this and to have this sense of community going forward where yeah. we go in the opposite direction of atomization, build community. Absolutely, Absolutely. brilliant. So I'm, you know, thank you so much uh, for starting this um, this expression oh, in the UK. Um, can I just share something and get your reaction to it? It, it just occurred to me um, years ago, I saw a production by James Corbett, you know, James Corbett of the Corbett Report. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And um, he was just reflecting upon a song. This is going to seem quite <laughs> off the wall, but a song by Radiohead called mm-hmm. Just, which I think is an, an excellent song. And, oh, yeah, I know it. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. And in that video, uh, for those who have not seen it, I'll just quickly describe. There's a, there's a man, smart suit, and he's walking down a city street, and he just he just stops, pauses, and then he just gets down on the ground. Mm. <laughs> it's very strange and then one by one people approach him and say are you, are you all right are you all right and he just says leave me alone mm. and then they ask him tell me why are you lying there and he just replies you know i can't tell you it wouldn't be right it wouldn't be right then one person says i oh, must be mad now that's interesting <laughs> you must be mad um, another person says something like oh is it that we're all going to die and he says no implying it's worse than death which is also interesting and then people insist tell me tell me so he prepares to tell them and he adds this phrase 
God forgive me. And then you see his lips move. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know what he says, mm-hmm. but they do. Mm-hmm. And the next thing we see is everybody, everybody's lying on the ground, <laughs> just like down. him. Yeah. And uh, James Corbett, you know, drew attention to it. He, he didn't say, you know, exactly what the answer to that was, but there was that sense of there's there's something so important that we need to stop, you know? There comes a point where we've just got to say, ah, no, no, I think the phrase is enough is enough. This is an expression of enough is enough. And we all just stop and we we no longer operate as obedient cogs in the system. I think there's something of that going on in that video and in that song. And it occurred to me that a stand in the park is perhaps the genesis of something like that as well, that if things get really bad we have this sense of community that was being built up and we can actually just by stopping we can say no enough is enough not exactly lie down on the ground but you know what i mean um just say no we're not cooperating Mm. and if we've built this sense of community to start with that will become a real possibility as we face this possibly technocratic dictatorship so um Thanks for letting me share that little anecdote, but I thought that could apply. It could apply. No, you know. you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, instead of lying down, we're standing. Mm. Exactly, we're standing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, thanks very much for that, indulging me on that no. one. Okay, so how do we do it? Um, I just went to the website, and I think I just found there was some mention of the local park. It, yeah. That's it, is it? Is it as easy as that? Yeah, I mean, that's where the um, all the current listings are, not just for the UK, but worldwide, because um, we're in about 15 countries now. Um, but yeah, if you go to the website, which is just to standinthepark.org, you will see um, the countries and the regions. So everything's divided into um, the regions and the counties. And that's where you'll find your local stand. And obviously, if there isn't one near you then why not get one going? It's very easy. Get your park nominated just by emailing stands at a standinthepark.org and then we just go from there. Ah, I see. So you say, okay, this is my local park. I'm going to let you know about it. And then you just simply, you go and stand there. But your website itself advertises to other people that this is one of the registered stands. So they know where to go to. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that that uh, cuts out people having to stand for three months on end, waiting for people to turn up. You'd hope. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes yeah. they can take a little while to mm. get going. Um, you know, because there's still a lot of people that don't know about us. Mm. Um, you know, in certain areas. Um, you know, maybe they're not as densely populated. Um, so there is a certain commitment to making the stand. You know, you might be there on your own. Mm or just with a few of you for a few weeks. But, um, you know, if you stick with it, the people is build it and they will come. It's just getting the words yeah. out, really. Um, we're on social media, obviously, and we've got flyers and things that people can use to advertise their local stand. Um, yeah, mostly the thing is, like you say, just being visible, being there, people do tend to notice and wonder, oh, what's that about? Yeah. So it's important to wear yellow, yeah. isn't it? I've been trying to say to the other people in the group, come on, come on, just, keep wearing yellow. Yeah, and it's got like, some important I things. Think to, yeah. It was a carry daffodils in the, in the spring. <laughs> you know, if you don't want to wear yellow, just suck a little, a little splash of colour so people can recognise that you're there. Yes. Uh, nice. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you ever so much for coming on to chat about this.
as you can tell from the conversation, I'm very enthusiastic about it. And I do encourage people to go to your website and see if there's a, a park that's a local park that's doing this. And if there's not, perhaps even, you know, push the boat out and, and uh, start one for yourself and get it registered. Um, so please do look this up. I can testify that I have found it helpful already. I found it very encouraging. And you know, I think that the ideas of it are, are fascinating. So thank you very much, uh, Sophia, for coming on to talk about it. I know, you know, you're hurried. This is going to be a short interview, but I think it's a conversation very worth having though short thank you very much for coming on great to speak to you yeah likewise you're very welcome show notes for this interview can be found at the mind renewed themindrenewed.com podcast music by the brilliant anthony rajakov attribution non-commercial share alike for international you have been listening to me julian charles and my guest sophia rose of a stand in the park uk and i very much look forward to speaking to you again in the near future